for National Public Lands Radio. This is Isabel McNeil. It is noon on a clear August day in the Okanagan National Forest. The organic scent of needles baking on the forest ground is dispersed by a light breeze. Though they are not awake, there is evidence of beavers everywhere. Scat, dams, and gnawed tree stumps are prominent on the landscape, much to the delight of Kent Woodruff, retired U.S. Forest Service biologist and founder of the Metau Beaver Project. Kent was determined to bring beavers back to the Metau Valley due to the fact that they store water and create habitat for a myriad of other species. However, before starting his restoration projects, Kent was faced with the task of having to navigate the complexity of the National Environmental Protection Act, or NEPA. One of the hurdles for us is NEPA analysis. And so early on I said, you know, I don't think there's any NEPA requirement. NEPA requires an analysis for ground disturbing or vegetation disturbing activity. I lobbied my my co-managers at the office and said, I don't think we have a NEPA requirement here. We're going to release beavers in streams where they used to be. We aren't going to move any dirt. We aren't going to cut any vegetation. We aren't going to alter the landscape. And I got buy-off with our managers at the Forest Service. That was a major step. No NEPA requirement. We don't have to do an environmental analysis. And they concurred. They said, yep, you're right. Saves them money that they don't have to convene a team that looks at all the different aspects of uh, land management and, and writes, writes a report. That then helped us work on doing the work instead of analyzing the work. Kent highlights a tremendous irony in the fact that environmental policy slows restoration work. NEPA was passed by the Senate on January 1, 1970. The act was written with the intent that it would preserve natural spaces in the United States by requiring an environmental assessment for every project that alters ground or vegetation. When it was written, the environmental movement had just started, so the act is dated in the sense that there is no leniency in granting permits for restoration work. Sarah Bates, Senior Director of the National Wildlife Federation's Missoula, Montana office, pursued a career in policy because of her fascination with environmental laws acting as hindrances. When I took a class in policy, in natural resource policy, and we were learning about NEPA and also uh, all the mandates that govern how the federal agencies manage public resources, I had a, a moment where they were teaching us about multiple use. And I remember as soon as I heard it and started absorbing it, I had this flash of, that's insane. <laughs> That's not going to work. Who came up with that? And that question took me to political science. I ended up pursuing this framework within which these fabulous biologists do their good work um, and in some cases are hindered by these laws and policies and in other cases are enabled and encouraged by them or mandated. As regional climates change, the slow nature of the NEPA process will draw out the timeline of restoration projects. In order to help species adapt at a rate that matches that of climate change, projects must be completed in a timely manner. Sarah has been working on a beaver restoration project that would bring several mated pairs back to the Lolo River in Montana. It has taken much longer than she and her funders had anticipated. 
So they did it this summer to identify specific places for these beaver mimicry structures to be constructed on the Lolo in like three different places. It's a very modest project. And they just heard from the Forest Service because they're doing EAs on each one, it's gonna take an extra year to get this started. We have volunteers and funders eager to engage, participate. They wanna see the beavers. They'd like to be dropping beavers in there, but they're eager to put money in even to get this done. We may lose the funding from those opportunities because they'll go someplace else where it's more immediate because it's taking so darn long to do the assessment. How can we expedite the permitting process? If we rewrite the policy, extractive industries might be able to find loopholes and obtain permits for their work at a faster pace. Samantha Arthur, a program director at California Audubon's Sacramento office, articulates the issue with amending policies. I see this perspective from the environmental side that's like sometimes it's hard to make the, the changes that are needed to a policy because we don't have the trust or the good intentions from the other side to make those productive changes. So like for example, the Endangered Species Act. There are a lot of people talk about like reforms that we can make to that. One of the challenges is whenever people talk about it, you have an extreme side that's basically just trying to get rid of it. But I do see sometimes why you need to like protect some of those environmental policies and not give up the, not, not get fooled into losing them. But how do you find that middle space to make the, the appropriate changes? And for me, I feel like it's about um, building that trust and relationships and like under, where you can actually have good intentions with people and try to solve problems. Samantha underscores the polarity of restoration work here. By distinguishing between environmentalists and the so-called other side, Samantha excludes the individuals who represent a little bit of both. Individuals with good track records from all backgrounds share a common denominator. They have a very hard time completing beneficial work. Robin Boys and her husband Steve are cattle ranchers from Jackpot, Nevada, and embody many environmental contradictions. They employ some dated rotational grazing practices, but care deeply about the dwindling sage-grouse habitat on their ranch. The boys' public land grazing allotments are dispersed among their private land. They are mandated to have a permit and environmental assessment done for any of their sage-grouse projects. They wish they could get their work done faster. The thing that has to be emphasized is the, the level of monitoring that has to take place. And that's a real problem for most of us. The BLM, you know, the agencies don't are so understaffed, they're not getting it done. It's costly. Agencies are understaffed, and restoration work cannot be done in a timely manner. The process of acquiring a permit takes a tremendous amount of time. We need to be able that if we're proven to have a track record of being good stewards of the land, that we need to be able to do what we can do. When NEPA was written, it was meant to protect lands, but did not include diction pertaining to restoration. In order to root restoration work in the present and expedite the permitting process, the answer is perhaps not to edit NEPA and other environmental policies, but to write new ones. Mm -hmm.